Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. With the big, bold flavour of HP sauce, making breakfast legendary. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. <laughs> I don't know if you should start a show with no fun, necessarily <laughs> as a warning, but there it is. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran this morning. Text the show. Go on. On 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio as one would a marching band and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. We've had a lovely email already, Frank, this morning. Have we? Yeah, someone's got in early doors. This is from Mike Griffin. He says, Morning, Frank, Emily and Alan. I'm currently reading the letters of Evelyn War. Oh, yes. And I'm struck by how not only the way we communicate has changed from letters to texts, but also the content of our correspondence. Mm. One of War's letters begins, Today my peacock died. <laughs> it certainly puts in the shade texts such as just had a burger. <laughs> Keep up whatever, Mike Griffin. <laughs> what a great text that would be, Frank. Yes, I suppose, the, I suppose what you're after, really, is I've just had a peacock burger. Thus, you can combine the best of both ages. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me, I am. Um, I, I like it when people I, say I in public. It doesn't remind you of something that happened to you. <laughs> no, it reminds me of uh, Johnny Cash's excuse for getting back onto drugs was that he, uh, he took them to kill the pain after uh, an ostrich on his ranch had uh, kicked him and broke his arm. If you've got any uh, bird related uh, stories, be it a dead peacock or a violent. Ostrich. Why not uh, text us at eight twelve fifteen? Oh, you're keen on the texts today. I mean, I've rather, I've done the, that quite well. The specific, but violent birds. There must be some bird attacks. Hitchcock oh, yeah. didn't just pluck that idea out of the air. I've said not pluck yes during the bird section. Yeah. Oh, come on, swans! Don't talk to me about swans. Okay. Well, well don't talk <laughs> to us about swans. Apparently, why not? Do you not? Well, like they're them? the most vicious ones, aren't they? Is that the one who pulled your skirt off at school? That was a dog, no. wasn't it? That was, that was a, dog. a dog. That was a dog. Okay, sorry. I like the one who, like it was an episode of Friends. <laughs> like people always say, but I remember that Seinfeld went, "Oh, shut up." That's me. That's me that says <laughs> that. It was shut I've up. Said that to you, and you've said shut up. Yeah. All people say, "Do you remember that? Remember that Simpsons episode?" No, I don't remember it. Why would I remember that? There are some good ones. I don't remember <laughs> stuff like that. I watch it. But why do you get angry if someone asks you if you remember something? Because you why remember do people some really paste other... their whole lives you based on... You remember some weird stuff, so... OK, but you, I, you know Johnny what I Cash's don't remember? excuses for getting back on drugs and ostrich-related You remember stories. a man in Birmingham 40 years ago saying, I'm no ton to no emotionally? <laughs> yes, <laughs> OK. We're not but, allowed to discuss a Simpsons episode two years ago. what I don't remember is, uh, you know, that <laughs> episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> when... Oh! <laughs> so, yeah, you know that bit in... Um, that bit, I can't even remember the name of the film now. What's it called with the, about the rock band? Spinal Tap. Yeah. Yeah. Hate it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but we can't discuss any TV with you. Yeah, you can. Oh Merlin. yeah, Merlin. <laughs> Merlin and Doctor if Who. If no, no one watches it, okay, and it's right, okay. I'm being, I'm being a little extreme, but why does it always have to be an American half-hour <laughs> formatted show with a light-hearted content? Okay. All right. That's this morning's texting. Why? Why is it always Seinfeld, The Simpsons, or Curb Your Enthusiasm? Or Spinal <laughs> Tap? <laughs> anyway, I'm enjoying the Women's World Cup, if that makes you feel any better. How are you? Been watching it? No. You. Well, sisters are doing it for themselves. <laughs> I've, I've got a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasms to get through. Yeah, of course. What about that one when uh, when it's like <laughs> trick-or-treat and he doesn't give them the money because they're not wearing costumes? 
You remember that? And then the next day, the next day, they've sort of covered his uh, house in toilet paper. <laughs> it was really brilliant. Oh, he's brilliant. Is They're much better than us, the Americans. They're much better at everything they do. We're rubbish. Up? We're just vermin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it's good. The world, the women's World Cup. Is it? Uh, I've, I've. Um, I mean, I've, I've, I'm, I've watched four games, three of which are England games, so oh, I'm a little lovely. biased. But the first game Patriotic. I watched... We're, co- um, were we rather good? What about this? I, I never do predictions. When people say to me, what's the score going to be, Frank, outside a football match? I say, oh, yeah. how can I possibly know that? And they get quite angry about it. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't. What's the point of saying what's the score going to be? <laughs> As if I was Nostradamu. <laughs> You're more a Korean, I think. A what? Sorry? Derek, a Korean. Derek Oh, I thought you meant uh, I looked uh, like... Uh, a il, choir boy. Il, um, Kim on Kim Young Il. Mm. Um, anyway, what was I saying now? What are you talking about? You oh, yeah. So I was watching uh, Germany versus Ivory Coast, and I said oh, to yeah. Kath, because Kath don't, won't watch football with me normally, but because she, she was like, women... Was she enjoying this, was she? She was sisters doing it for themselves. Oh, so. she one of those uh, women's libbers? So I said, this is going to be 10-0. <laughs> In a sort of one of those remarks. It was 10 nil. No. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was an accidental one. I didn't mean it. But watching England, I, I can honestly say watching the England women in the World Cup is almost exactly the same as watching the England men in the World Cup. Is it? They played three games, lost the first one, <laughs> uh-huh. and then won the next two, 2-1, two, having been 2 nil up, playing sailing and letting goals in the dying <laughs> minutes and been under terrible pressure. So it's almost exactly the same experience. Did you feel similarly stiff with stress? Um, you know what? There's something nicer about it. I think I care about the women's team more because they seem like nicer people. Right. Well, they probably are, to be fair. They probably are, let's face it. Not until there's much doubt about that. I mean, I bet they're not... I'll complete this when the music's on. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Frank Skinner Podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. We've uh, we've had an email in. You re- you requested bird tales, if I'm not mistaken. No, I don't send in any bird tales. No, avian. That you've, uh, that you've hacked off. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's no, that's not what we want. And also, used to doc- not le- 70s anecdotes about ladies. Speaking of the 70s and tales, do you mm. remember docking? Tail docking. Oh, docking. Yeah, I do vaguely. Yeah, th- what they used to do was poppies. S&M communities. No, 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 this was about... I wasn't... I, I barely knew the uh, S&M community in those days. I had a couple of contacts, but... Uh, it was harder to communicate with them in those days, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they were more underground. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Poppy's tails, they used to dock them. They used to, if, they used to make them shorter. Oh, yeah. My dad always used to say, you just find the, find the join of the cartilage and bite it. Oh, when you say they're used to, Frank's dad did it No, once. I think docking of tails was, a, no, was, a, thing. was a, a common thing. Anyway, we've had a bird anecdote. Hi, Frank. I was once followed home from the gym by a mallard. Wow. That's, that's that text. <laughs> that starts it off, doesn't it? If you've got um, bird anecdotes... Oh, see, I want more. 8, 12, I want 15. more there. <laughs> how, far, how far from the gym do you live that a mallard yeah. would, uh, would persist? Yeah, it could have just been coincidence. I love that mallard. It could have been going the same way if it was a short journey. But if it was like eighteen miles, yes. then a you need to get a closer gym or a home gym, and b that's 
beyond coincidence, isn't it? It is. I think I'd have sang Mally, 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 Mallard. <laughs> brown, white and green. Brown, white and green. <laughs> We've also had an email. Do you remember... I'm just going to move on from that. Do you remember the episode of Phoenix from the Flames when Frank and David recreated Johan oh. Niesken's penalty versus Germany in the final of the 1974 World Cup final? Ledge, that is all. Oh. There you go. There's Two. a ledge, there's a bird, anecdote. A lot of that. He said to me, Johan Niskens. Oh, yeah. I love it when you start an anecdote like that. <laughs> he was on about some... Uh, they were doing. They were at the all. training ground at the club he was, um, he was coaching at, and um, a bunch of very violent fans, like about 300 fans, um, suddenly appeared. And they, were, they weren't happy with the way the team had been playing, so they'd come to tell him. So these, like, uh, really scary blokes suddenly appeared and started approaching him en masse. I said, you must have been terrified. He said, me terrified? I took a penalty in a World Cup final. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that is good. That is good. I, I have often quoted... I've, I use it myself now. That's good. People just say, what's he talking about? Mm. <laughs> I've, um... I've had an email in from Andrew. I say I like it was me personally. Andrew, the three of here us. he is. Hi, <laughs> hi all. So we- that's whatever I say when Prince Andrew appears on the telly. I say here he is. Here he comes. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. Oh. Try it. It's very satisfying. <laughs> Extremely satisfying. Try it at home. Hi all. <laughs> Read Frank's joy at his parking triumph at the seaside last week. Mm. I recently was driving home from work in the outside lane of three. Spot bit, bit ancient mariner that, I like that. Yeah. Spotting traffic problems in the distance, I managed to move across to the inside lane and off at a junction, thus saving myself valuable minutes. Oh, good one. In doing this, though, I found myself humming very loudly the the A-team theme tune. Then, arriving... Allow, allow me. Dun, 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 dun. In case you don't know it. Then arriving at a shop on a busy street and buoyed by my daring driving, I decided to reverse park into what would have been previously considered a tight space. Mm. I smoothly reversed in the first time. I leapt from the car and, like Frank at a cash machine, looking back at the best park of my life, began to sing, looking good today, looking good in every way. The words I believe to the Naina Cherry hit of the mid-80s Buffalo Stars. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. But See, I've never parked the car, I think. Uh, I've never reversed into a space and then leapt out of the car. Because <laughs> it takes me about five minutes to slither through the tiny <laughs> gap I've got when I open my car door. Yeah. And you always think, what if I bang it against the car and the, and the man's coming? That's what I always think. What if the man's coming and he sees me at his car? I won't be able to jump back into my car for safety. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to take him on head to head. Oh, I like it when they're reversing and I'm approaching back to my car. Oh, and yeah. I just sit and they don't know. Oh. And then I stop and they realise they're in trouble. Oh, I don't like that. I like them to see that I'm there. I don't want to be one of those road rage victims that you hear about. Okay, that's just what I'm just telling you that. Yeah. No comedy in that. I'm just being straight with you. I agree, yeah, yeah. Life's too... But do people ever say life's too long? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe... No, it's this link. It's this link that's too long. I got mixed up. Sorry, everyone. Absolute... Absolute Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I, um, went to a garden party 
Did you? Which I believe is, if I remember rightly, is the uh, opening song line of... Oh, what's he called? Ricky Nelson. I went to a garden party. No? Oh. No. Okay. It's a song. I, tell you what, I think it's about a song about R- Ricky Nelson, who became Rick Nelson when he got older and more mature. Did a, a gig at Madison Square Garden. Okay. And I didn't. And I think it went really badly, if I remember rightly. The story. Anyone who knows the story can correct me if I'm wrong. And he wrote a song about a terrible gig, but that mm. really appeals to me. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who would not only tell people about it, but would make a yeah. song about it. Fantastic. Anyway, I went to a garden party at Lambeth Palace, mm-hmm. oh. the home of... Um, well, I think we all know who lives there. The AB of C, of course, lives there, the Archbishop of Canterbury. Um, and oh, I, this is the new fella. Well, he's not that new. No, yes, yeah, so some of you may know that in, in the past, uh, we talked about um, celebrities. The celebrities who you like and the celebrities who you'd actually like to have as a friend. Mm. And I named um, Tracy Emin and Rowan Williams, the Archbishop of Canterbury. The former ABFC. Yeah. And, um, the and I got to know us. Tracy Emin on the strength of that and also got to know him. Um, but he... Um, Morning, Trace, by the way. Yeah. He has uh, regenerated, as Archbishop <laughs> of Canterbury's do, <laughs> yeah. into uh, Justin Welby. And um, I met him this week. I went along. To the that. new one. Yeah. I went along... Um, I think what happens with Lambeth Palace, which, of course, is the very centre of the Church of England, is that there are so few um, people in public life who fess up to being followers of the Nazarene mm-hmm. that, in the end, they have to go Catholic. That's how desperate they are. Mm. So um, so I got invited. Is By the way, the full regalia, Justin, if it's not yeah, a good question. He was about, for the garden party. No, he was he had a um he had the dog collar on. And I've been to a few parties where we've worn dog collars. <laughs> yeah. If you can imagine. But he, I'm I'm on about the That's clerical. Normal. I'm on about the clerical dog collar and mm. um and the big cross, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then shorts and crocs. Um, no, he <laughs> didn't have that. To a garden party, what was... Yeah, but he wasn't doing the Barbie. Oh, really? No, no. there's a... Okay. I have Not to in s- that frock coat. I have to oh, say, it was the best... Like what about this? I've been to some pretty big opening do's in my time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been to, uh, you know, the Harry, the Harry Potter first movie. <laughs> we and, went together to that. Yeah, um... I went to um, Lord of the Rings opening yeah, and all that. that, that mess I would say the best catering I've ever had was at Lambeth Palace the other night. No, was way. it? Yeah, really. It was beautiful. Oh, I just it was everything. It was variety. Oh, asparagus wrapped in boiled ham. <laughs> um, oh. Did they have anything more fancy than that? I'm just starting <laughs> with starting with things. Very... Start, that was the first thing I remembered the next morning. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was um, it was brilliant, and the whole he did the whole thing as well with five loaves and two fish. How he did Amazing. it, I don't know. Oh. I'd never know how he did that. But anyway, he was um, he was. Uh, Who goes? Are you the main celebrity? There? No, no, I wasn't. There was a few few. I think I was the main Catholic celebrity. I am. Um, I was recently named in in the. Uh, the top 100, the tablet magazine's top 100. I'm north number 47 in the top <laughs> top British Catholics. That's pretty Lovely good. Fine. I'm yeah. above one above Jose Mourinho. Is that right? And I who's am. above me? Who who I'm is on. above me? Hold on. Who's at 46? Tell Adrian, me that. Adrian Charles. No, he's he's low. He's 70. <laughs> 
No, he texted me about it. He said, I'm on the internet. You're 47, I'm on the internet. Well, he reads oh. tablet as well. Yes. Wow, yes. you guys. We'll oh, be yeah. doing that in the first episode of When a Child is Born. It's like you're doing motorcycle news. Yeah, you know? yeah. You've got to look after your your main, uh, your core interest. But yes. Josie Mourinho is on Hang the on, who's above 100 Frank, Best British Catholics. Who's one above Frank? In Britain. Oh, OK. Who's one above? Who's it's one jo- above? I'll, tell, I'll give you a clue. It's Patty joint. Boulay. It's joint. Oh. Um. Oh, Rich and Judy. No, but you're in the right ballpark. Oh. Really? Oh. That was a clue, by the way. Ballpark, ballpark. Football manager and wife. Uh, Wayne and Colleen Rooney. No. <laughs> are above me. I mean, I bet, as, as my old priest at Swiss Cottage used to say, I bet they're lapsed up to the eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, they might be regular goers, but I think on, I think if you go every Sunday, you should... Uh... So, yeah, it's not a bad score, though, 47. Yeah, it's not a bad score. I'm glad that's how you're judging it. They don't yeah. know what a big goal setter you are. I, I predict that you'll be three by next year. Well, I'm, I'm working, I think. <laughs> you know. I've also got my eye on upping my. Um, I'm 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 seven out of ten in Doctor Who top trumps. Are you? I reckon I can edge that forward a bit. <laughs> what it needs is another appearance. <laughs> the Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from eight on Absolute Radio. I'll tell you something about the Archbishop of Canterbury. Go on. It's the beginning of many a good story. First of all, I really... <laughs> most li- of Frank. I really liked him. Did you? Really liked him. And, um... All right, calm down. And he did a, he did, um, a brilliant thing. We were, everyone was gathered around talking, and suddenly and he, he got up to speak on a little platform, you know. But no-one had noticed him get up. So when he touched the mic, there was a bit of a... <laughs> Like that. Oh. And everybody went. It was a bit startled, and he said, uh, "Don't worry, it's it's only the Archbishop of Canterbury." That was how he opened. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the best oh. opening lines I've ever. That's decent material. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, it's only the Archbishop of Canterbury. <laughs> yeah. I realise I'll never say that. Well, imagine if you were made Archbishop of Canterbury. Now, that would be controversial to say the least. <laughs> oh, well, you think? <laughs> I mean, the tablet might have something to say about it. Oh, God, that could, that could send me crashing down the top 100. Yeah, yeah. On which note, um, we've had a text from 761 saying, Hi, can Frank please explain what he means by not wanting to fess up to being followers of the Nazarene? Fess up means, like, to confess. Yeah. Well done. You didn't, didn't, didn't get the other... Uh, the you Nazarene, have to explain the Nazarene. The Nazarene is, is Jesus, because he's from Nazareth, so, they, mm. uh, yeah. so he's, he's, he's referred some t- to sometimes as the Nazarene. Uh-huh. Yes. It's, a, it's, a, it's a word I love. In a, in a similar way, favorites. people hear my accent and say the Yorkshireman, like that kind of thing. Yes, a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to help. I think of you as the hairy biker. Well, thanks very much. <laughs> right. I think it's. I think I have an idea. It's been. It's been taken. It's that uh, one. slightly more accurate than the Yorkshireman as well. We're like. getting a lot of bird-related emails we and sure texts are. as well. Right. We my sure parents. Are. My parents had a budgie that would play football with soft with a soft mint. <laughs> That'd be worth seeing. My dad would balance two marker pens, and that would be the goal. As he was running around the table, he would say, "Come on, Zach." His name was Zach. Who, who would say that? The budgerigar? Um, I don't know. I'm assuming that the father said it. Okay. I did record it on my phone, but alas, when the phone died, so did the video. Oh, what a um, loss. Yeah, that's the oh. way, isn't it? Modern what technology. a loss. Good use of a soft mint, though. Mm-hmm. We've also had a text from 119. Hi, Frank and gang. Myself and my friend David were chased by a peacock for David's crisps at Leeds Castle when we were about ten years old. And he finishes, uh, Leeds Castle isn't in Leeds. 
No. Good. That's one of those uh, points. Good info. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I saw a kid at the Botanical Gardens in Birmingham um, just walk over and punch <laughs> a uh, peacock straight in the face. I mean, really <laughs> properly hard. And the peacock went... <laughs> and chased him for, I would say, 150 yards. Great. One of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm including that episode of Seinfeld where he... Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, Go. I know the one. I love yeah. that one. You know, you know that one where Kramer... Interesting, you should say And then Seinfeld... You know that one. Do you remember that one? people have also picked up on those sort of uh, texts that we're running. We've got one here. Uh, do you remember that bit in the film Bananas oh. when Woody Allen is walking down the street and he offers to help a guy struggling to reverse into a tight parking space? <laughs> He hand gestures him in until the driver smashes into the car behind him. And then he walks off. Then <laughs> he gives him the, OK, you're fine now, thumbs up and walks off. I do remember that. Genius. No, says. that was... Oh, so I you don't, can't just mind that bit. Why I don't, don't you mind, mind that? I yeah. don't mind any parking based anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Just the fact that anyone can park even that badly is, uh, is amazing to me. So, wh- when I watch parking, it's like watching close-up magic for other people. <laughs> Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute radio. Frank, we've had a bit of an incident. You a may, incident? You may <laughs> recall that 761 texted us earlier, saying, can Frank explain what he means by people not wanting to fess up to being followers of the Nazarene? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. You explained... And I explained both fess up. dealt with, yeah. I assumed. Me too. Incorrect. 761 has retweeted, retexted us. I know who the Nazarene is. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you said it in that tone. I like I'm a woman. I and obviously I will impose. I You're you right, I know who the Nazarene is, thank you very much. <laughs> I love it when you intone on a text message. Well, it's funny because my boyfriend doesn't like it when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> he says that's the worst thing I do. It's not, of course. He does, he doesn't know you that well, then. <laughs> <laughs> I am a follower myself. I was asking why anyone wouldn't want to fess up to their faith. Thank you. Not after a heated debate, I promise. Four exclamation marks, though, which I think is a positive sign that there's some kind of jocularity present. Yes. It's funny, I thought that whole episode had been put to bed and now it's risen What, like that episode of Seinfeld (laughs) when uh, when Kramer doesn't know Simon of Cyrene is? (laughs) Can I lend you the box set? (laughs) Oh, then they lend you the box set. We have, also, we have also had a text from uh, a different uh, reader, 702, saying to you, Frank, really surprised as an educated man that you believe in any religion. Hmm. So there you are. Think yourself lucky I haven't been really surprised since the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, I was in Foyles, the bookshop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The day. Do you know it? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, Strange um, question. They have um, they have sections in there. They have the, the normal, you know, fiction and, and all that. Oh, okay. Uh, what did you think of it? A bookshop with sections. <laughs> yeah, so. no, no. But he, they do- have, he doesn't get out much. What I mean, oh. what, I, what what I mean is they uh-huh. have. Um, you know what I mean? They have um, like a table that says things like oh, yeah, um, yeah. cold as ice, and it'll be Scandinavian fiction yes. or something uh-huh. like that. And, and they exactly have, what you mean. Sort of Comedians of the nineties. Well, that was my problem. They had oh. a, they had a, oh, they had no. a table oh, called no. Big in the nineties. I was fright, <laughs> frightened to look at it. Oh no! I was absolutely frightened. From a distance, I could see um, that Morris's autobiography. Oh. I thought, God, he'd be. If he come in, he'd turn the table over. Yeah, Was it Mark Lamar, best radio moments? I, 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 
Mark Lamar, I still think, should be the new John Peel. I'm a yes. huge fan of Mark's. No, um, um, and I think there was the, the Tracy Thorne book, but I, I wouldn't go too close, because I just knew there was a real chance that I'd been... Overlooked. Oh. That I'd, no, that I was in, it. Was in oh, it. I, I wanted to be overlooked. Oh, in that Big case. in the 90s suggests, and now quite small. Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose yeah. so. There's a lot of people from the 90s getting a career resurgence. Well, yeah, that can yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. They, they, do, they do come back, it's true. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the call. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've read The Highway Code from cover to cover this week, just in case. Have you? Mm. Well, have I? I'd be the only person who's ever read The Highway Code after they've passed their test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there isn't a person in Britain who's done that. Why would you do it? For the cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you something else as well. I went to um I went to the opening night of uh nineteen eighty four. Oh, the musical. No, no, the year. Means, uh, it means New Year's Eve. Uh, Nineteen eighty three, eighty four. That's what we should call them opening nights. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna in, this year it's I'm a gonna new say diary, opening, opening night, night two thousand and sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Original cast. <laughs> Um, so, you know, you know, 1984, obviously, George Orwell and all that. Yeah. And, uh... God, you're all about Orwell, aren't you? 1984, oh, Room Well, that was yes. it. That was one of the things... That That's I must, becoming Frank's brand. I must yeah. admit, I, um... Look a when bit like they him. started talking about Room 101 in the play, I did think, you know, this book's never going to be the same for me again now. Because mm-hmm. they were yeah. saying, what is in Room 101? I don't want to go in Room 101. And I just felt self-conscious and yeah. awkward. I felt the whole audience were looking at me, and they weren't. Uh, yeah. But that was in fairness because you stood up. <laughs> yes. To get the applause. Yeah, I did. I, I stood up with a little Room 101 logo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. But it was... Um, I tell you what happened. Now, what about this? This is the most Route One thing I think I've ever done in my life. I watched the. I don't want to. Uh, no spoilers, but I, suffice to say that the main character, uh, Winston Smith. <laughs> so I don't think it's spoilers. A novel that was written when was it? Forty. It remember a lot. Yeah, a lot of people though. Didn't he flip it? Isn't I that know, how he got that's past statute of limitations. Yeah, I'm but sorry. there might be people listening to this who think, "Oh, it sounds good. It's 1984. I might give it a crack." Exactly. So I think it was actually published in '49. Never mind. Um, he. Um, <laughs> The main character, Winston Smith, is terrified of rats. That's his yes. big phobia. Mm. And that night, I was woken up at three o'clock in the morning because I had a dream that I was being attacked by rats. What are the chances of that happening? No, but I had... I, I, high, I very high, high, indeed. Yeah. I, I, I don't normally have nightmares, not uh-huh. since the Brits. and also often i have a dream and i'll lie back and spend you know some time uh, pulling it apart and working out where all the bits come from that one was just the most (laughs) the easiest dream interpretation yeah of all honestly absolute 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 radio frank skinner on absolute radio this is frank skinner i'm with uh emily dean who's changes Three times a day, mm-hmm. yeah. Clothes, I meant, and um, and Alan Cochran, and aspects of my face. Still, basically, um, ocean colours seen <laughs> <laughs> in his appearance. Well, I'll tell you where you can get a job. Uh, There's a new show coming up. Uh, what's that? TFI Friday. Oh yeah, you can text the the show, not that show, this show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. 
TFI Friday doesn't do text, they do letters still. Do, do they? they still do letters? Oh, respect yeah. to that. It's your letters. Mm. Perhaps I can be. get out my goat's foot letter opener oh, after that'd all. Be good. <laughs> <laughs> what oh. about what about Chris Evans? Well, he's done well. He's, he's done well for himself. Really? He's, he's replaced uh, turn, Ger- Jeremiah Clarkson. He has. He said he wasn't going to do it. He did say on Twitter. I saw his tweet, and he said, "I categorically deny it." Mm-hmm. I don't think he knows what categorically means. <laughs> or deny. I think he thinks it means not at all. Um, yeah. So, but he is doing it. Well, he's. I mean, it's a good book, isn't it? For him. Well, I mean, for them, he's, he knows about cars. Yeah. You couldn't have me on doing it. <laughs> You're getting excited because you'd managed to reverse park. Yeah. Could do, uh, yeah. Star, star in a reasonably priced car park. <laughs> Did you think you were in the running? To go this, in. No, I didn't think I was. In I, I was mentioned by, on Twitter, apparently, as a possible Not sidekick. You? Were you? Can you imagine it? Wacky <laughs> sidekick. I think someone I, will mention my, my boyfriend and he doesn't drive. Mm. <laughs> oh. um, I'd vote for George Michael. <laughs> yes, that would <laughs> be that, good that fun. That would spice it up a bit. Good fun. <laughs> Can I tell you what I particularly liked about this whole thing was, did you see when he accepted the job, there was a very 1970s kind of publicity thing where he drove off in an open-top car, a bit Simon D, if our, any of our uh, readers recall him. Well, a bit um, Kate Middleton and Prince William, that's <laughs> yes, what they it did. Was. Mm-hmm. It was a very glamorous, open-top sports car. He had the aviator shades, excellent. all looking good. Well, you say excellent, but there's one problem. Don't stick your balding agent in the seat next to you. Oh. It didn't look glamorous. He's looking all stressed on his smartphone, in, this, in a slightly strained suit. Yeah, well, see the top of the head. Blowing up, wouldn't it, now? Well, that's what Kate Middleton did. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. She made exactly the same Do you mistake. Think people were thinking Kate Middleton's driving off with her agent. Yes. <laughs> I think she spoiled the whole thing by having that, that slightly chubby face balding bloke in there. <laughs> at at least he was driving. the car. You see, I don't, uh, for me, the whole point of doing well in life is that so someone else does the driving. <laughs> is it? These people, they want to drive their own cars, and a lot of them, they don't even want the manual um, gearbox. Mm. Oh, no, they do want they the manual gearbox. They do want gear. the manual, yeah. yeah. They want that, that whole thing. <laughs> Mm. Well, hang on. They have to have they have to have that because the pro- the program itself is called Top Gear. Yeah, so but there's still a Top Gear on an automatic. Thing, yeah, but you don't you couldn't you couldn't know for certain that you were in it if if it was an automatic. Oh, don't you? You ought to do it. Talk of- no. Well, Alan would be good on it. Listen to this conversation. I think you both should do it. What about us three? Yeah, just bickering. what if I did one for beginners called First Gear? Yeah. Mm. And no, honestly, you could do it because you do I, like cars. I don't. I don't particularly know anything about cars. Like Chris Evans has said for the the, the videos, you know, the the public are allowed to audition. Um, he <laughs> said he that they that? can send they can send in videos of themselves, but you've got to know about cars. He said that's, well, that's the fair. One I, think, I think that's a fair thing. Are yeah. you allowed to say that nowadays? What that you've got to know about cars? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's fair. That's fair oh, um, yeah. advertising for a job. Yeah, like mm. we could sue him on an equal opportunities basis. Anyway, I think he's 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 the right man for it. Yeah, I mean, if they want it to carry on in that vein, which they clearly do. He said there's going to be a female co-host. He said, it, "I'm a hundred percent certain." Yeah, yeah. Well, he probably knows if it is. That helps. Well, I think... But based uh, on his previous categorical denial, I'm not certain that can be taken as... Uh, well, I would pay a £1,000 if it was White D. 
Yes. <laughs> what if it was me? What if I was a stick? Oh, oh. That would be brilliant. Such fun. And Grimshaw... Grimmy. Yes. ...has got um, X Factor. Yeah. you know what? It, when I saw these two pieces of news in conjunction, I thought to myself, you can spend your whole life trying to write clever jokes and come up with interesting views on things, but what the public really want is to be asked whether they're having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. You see, the thing is with this Grimmers, Mr Grimshaw, you like to call him, don't you? Mr Grimshaw? Yes. He mm-hmm. favours, as does Simone Cowell, the, uh, the male cleavage, or as I believe it's called, the heavage. The heavage? <laughs> yeah, the male cleavage. Uh-huh. He likes the open neck shirt, doesn't oh. he? There's going to be a lot of heavage on that show. Like Nooker Phantom. I beg your pardon? pardon? <laughs> Nooker Phantom was a bloke I Is used to drink. a foreign language? Was that like, you were born That was his name, that was his name, Nooker. Nooker uh, Phantom. It's near Smethwick. Yeah, he used to, uh, he, I used to drink with him in the 70s, and he always had his, his shirt right the way. He was oh, like, he was probably 50-odd. He always had his shirt absolutely ex- exposed. And if he leaned forward, you could see he got like a red V on his chest and then very, very white around the rest oh. of him. Well, you say that, but he was no Tontonoma Cherie. Oh, he, he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't. But he, uh, he was consistent in his look. I'll give him that. <coughs> a little bit of a uh, nook of phantom. <laughs> <laughs> on absolute radio. On absolute Specialist radio. interest. <laughs> Uh, I saw. I, I saw. I tell you what I admire about uh, Grimo. Go on. Is that he's got? Um, I've never been that good at the friends thing. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. No. He's got loads, a tons. Oh, he knows everyone. No, but that's a good sign, times. isn't it? Yeah. Does well, that mean he's probably a nice chap? Uh, possibly. I don't yeah, know. That's a way you could take it. I I would say that it might mean that he has a lot of shallow media type relationships rather than. No, I think oh, he's lying. Bit of much. No, I'm just I'm just saying that it's another way of taking it. You from must Frank's have. You must have thinking approach. And I never thought I'd say that. When I was a kid, and I used to watch those Bacardi rum adverts. And I used to think, oh, <laughs> people, are the people that actually live like that? And oh, Grimo is that man. Yeah. Do yeah, you think he's is... got the dream lifestyle? Well, apparently Kate Moss put a word <coughs> in for him. Yeah. With Simone Well, there you Cowell. go. There you go, you That's say. how I got this job. Do you remember Kate Moss phone Frank and said, I think you should use Alan Cochran? Well, I had uh, Dr Rowan Williams put a word in for me. Yeah. Ah. You know, everyone's got their um, trailblazers. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's how it works. I'm, I, I don't know. What surprises me is that Grimo is from Oldham and now he's got this contact book that uh, it says in the paper that the, it's to die for. He's got a to die for contact book. People would love to have his showbiz contacts. You know who got me this, John? Who? Hey. Lamar from Kajagoogoo. <laughs> Did he? Yeah? Wow. One phone call. <laughs> Boom, you were in. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't. I mean, you know, it's a bit like... it's It's the... Celebrity version of winning the lottery, getting the Britain's Got Talent judging. Uh, not Britain Got X-Factor Talent. X Factor, darling, that's thing. the other one. Oh, yes. I don't watch either of them anymore, I must okay. say. But the X Factor thinks it's a nice, it's a cushy. A I nice don't think gig. the mentoring is. Um, I don't think they're killing themselves with it. You don't? So I sort of, you know, when somebody wins a lottery, you think good luck to them. 
That's how I think about um, Grimo and Rita Ora. Actually, you usually say it won't change, it won't make you happy, is what you say when someone wins the lottery. No, well, I'm not saying Britain's Got Talent will make them happy. It's not Britain's Got Talent, what's it called? <laughs> the other one, X Factor. X Factor, yes. darling. I say I don't... I how many times watch- do I have to say X Factor, darling? I stopped darling, watching them. I used to love them, love them, love them, sure. love them, and then stop like that. Mm. It was just exactly the same with often chips. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get enough, and then bang, it just stopped. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. But anyway, if you're listening, Grimmer, you're up early. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Oh, I'll tell you what, on the, on the X Factor thing, by the way, did you read the Katie Hopkins thing about um, Rita Ora? being on X Factor. I know, what did she no, say? She was, she was quite unkind. Katie Hopkins? I know. <laughs> no I way. know. But we all have our moments. And she, um... I haven't seen um, Rita Ora on The Voice. Oh. But, um, Katie Hopkins predicts that she'll be incredibly boring oh. on the thing, which I thought was a bit hard. Rita Ora? Yeah. Mm. In fact, she, um, closes with the, um, Latin slogan... Our aura borealis. Does she? Yeah. Which I thought was pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Extraordinary moment in broadcasting. <laughs> I thought so. There's been stranger ones this week. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> should we get to email, yeah, corner? email corner? Shall we? I'm looking. Here he is. Oh, that's not it. It's Keep Prince talking. Andrew. Keep talking. Is that Prince Andrew? Here he is. Here he comes. <laughs> It's our aura borealis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what it is. I wonder if she thought of the pun first and then reverse engineered it, saying, "I'm going to call her boring, and then I can call her." Can I say she didn't think of the pun? I I made that bit up. Oh, of course he did. You honestly thought Katie Hopkins? I mean, I did. Yeah. Okay, she's got good legs, but. uh, her Latin is all over the place. Oh, good legs. I feel a fool now. She has got good legs, Katie Hopkins. I think you can say that about Katie Hopkins. Frank well, sees the positives, even in what I like to call public gotta, hate figures. You do, you, yeah, have to fi- the positives. you have to find the good in people. <laughs> he always looks for the good in the hate figures. Very good at that. Um, I have an Mussolini, email here. brilliant, with his shirt off. He looked great with his shirt Did off. Did he? You know, and he wasn't a young man. Um, uh, the only ones that I can think of to add are not good things to say on the radio. No. Uh, then don't say them, dear. Hello, Frank and the lovely team. <laughs> this is an email about life's little pleasures, I would say. Is this the stra- strangest show we've ever had? No. There's well, something, no, there's no something really curious about it. Yeah, but, uh, you know. Hello, Frank and the lovely team. I'm no gardener, but I am glad... Like someone's knocking upstairs. That's true, yeah, during the show. It's like I mean, Derek Acora. With his medium. What's the medium? What's Hello, Frank and the lovely Oh, what is he called? Sorry, what is, oh, no, what is Derek Akora's medium called? Sam. Sam! Sam, that's Sam. Oh. I do not know. I didn't like the way you both pointed at me <laughs> as if I was meant to know either. Oh, and I thought one of us has to know. And it was you. Yeah. Which Hurrah. is the right order of things, I guess. Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> Alan, as you were. I am no gardener. This is, I'm reading this as the emailer, by the way. I'm no gardener, but I am glad I am not the only one who admires the lawn after I have cut it. That's a thing you do, isn't it? 
That's oh, what yes. you said. Yes. It's a Brit to stand back and look at a newly mown lawn. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's the most proud I think I've ever been of any inanimate object. I am mm. sad enough to actually <coughs> get up. Again, Can I I'm stop you there? Is a lawn an inanimate object? It is. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, oh, I knew as soon as I said it, I felt, I felt bad. I'm sad enough you to said actually get up Sorry, and, Alan. and look outside at various intervals to admire it, especially yeah, at I night when it gets illuminated by the street lamp and looks like a green on a golf course with nice and trimmed edges. Oh. oh. I, remember, lasts... I read this short story by Sarki. You know Sarki wrote short yes, stories? I, do. I find them a bit snide. Anyway. Uh, um, and... Um, he is, he was moaning about. He went to a house and it was a very neglected garden. And he said the lawn looked like, looked like it had been left out all night. <laughs> which I very much liked. He also said of a cook. He said she was a very good cook as cook cooks go, and as cooks go, she went. <laughs> anyway, there you are, Sarkey, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Real name Hector Hugh Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's a strange show. It only lasts a couple of days My before it starts lies. growing again. Um, this is the lawn we're yeah. back on. Mm-hmm. Um, and after a week, I have to repeat the process. I think it's the effort that you put in that gives you such satisfaction. Yes. I get annoyed if the labours, if the neighbours have the lawns cut before mine, making it look untidy. That's uh, and I've only got regular podcast listener as the name there. Well, oh, they're anonymous. Anonymous. Keith, I remember he. Um, he he had a, a a council house he lived in, and the fence collapsed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get the council round, but normally if the fence goes down, you just you know you just lift it up. That's all it needed. But <clears throat> Kate didn't get round to it, and the the, the lawn grew around it mm-hmm. till you couldn't lift the, it, it. It took a grip on it. It tied it in. It had sort of fostered Brilliant. it. It became, yeah, Brilliant. you couldn't raise it because the grass had, was, was so entwined. That's how long it was down there. Oh, wow. That is good. I remember he bought some uh, He bought some paint as well and wallpaper he was going to do. Again, he couldn't have got the council, but he decided to do it himself. It was in a corner for, I think, two and a half years. <laughs> Never moved. He's a great man. Frank. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I think it's time to go to our next email. Can I just say something before we do? You You know, we have a a tradition on this show that's run for many years called the uh, idiotic eureka moment. Yes. When uh, you suddenly realised something that you should have realised a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Um, That Sutty and Sweep are both um, based on the chimney cleaning business, par example. Mm -hmm. Or that Maureen Lippman in the BT adverts played a character called BT. Yes. Maureen Lippman, incidentally, was at um, Lambeth Palace the other night. Was she? Oh, Oh, the religion. I didn't know she was the Nazarene. No, well, she's... um, She's um, of the older group. You know. Old Testament. You know. Um, Anyway... It struck me this week for the first time, and I'm, I'm guessing you're going to say, well, of, you idiot, of course, which is what should happen when you uh, expect... Well, given that I didn't know Sooty and Sweep and I still don't quite understand it, I doubt that. Really? Well, they're both references to, you know, what... I know, but it's too confusing. OK, OK. <laughs> anyway, um... Nintendo... Yeah? Um, it's the first... Uh, it's 9-10. That's not... Isn't it? I don't think that's no. a thing. I, isn't yeah. it? Don't think so. 
Isn't it nine, ten? Dough. And what's dough? Dough is like, do, do it. for eleven. Nine, ten, do it. It's like you count to ten. <laughs> Nine, and then ten, you do. Idiotic eureka moment. That's just idiotic. Do. No. Nine, ten, do. Yeah. Nine, ten, do. Look, you've counted up because you're excited. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They don't. They, they, they can't call it that. <laughs> no. Nine, ten, do, and you're off. Whoa. Right. Yeah, back yeah. Me up. Think, Come on, back me it? up. I'm not backing up because it's really stumbled ab- on something there, mate. Absurd. Who's it's ever said absurd. nine, ten, do in their whole life? Obviously, people. I've just said it twice. <laughs> people that count up to ten before they do an activity. Look, nine, <laughs> ten. That that can't be a coincidence, can it? Nine, yes, it can. ten. What nine? <laughs> somebody said let's call it Nintendo. It's just out of the blue. <laughs> I'm worried now there's a Japanese bloke going to text in and say, sorry, my name's Dave Nintendo. There's lots of us in Japan, I that's why it's called well, that. Well, that's what I think. Mm. There won't be anyone called Dave Nintendo. <laughs> I don't think so. Eight. Eight Nintendo, there might be. Yeah. Honestly, one of the most silly things you've ever said. I think it's... We'll see. Someone out there will know. We have the cleverest listeners on Radio Land. I think that's established. They'll know. OK. Mm. Is it okay. time for the next email? Okay. Okay. Nine ten. Nine be, ten. Won't, do. Won't be as interesting. <laughs> there you go. There you see. <laughs> if it wasn't, it's going to catch on now. No, I quite like it now. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Gives a little ramp to ramp yes. to action. Yeah. You can start races and all sorts. Oh, I'm going to use it in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God. I mean, like um, you know, we're getting my pajamas on. That's <laughs> how uh, Evo can start Top Gear. Yeah. Be good for the opening sequence. Oh, do you think he's listening to this thinking I'm having that? Might be. Nine, ten, do. Yeah. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. We already have some news in about nine, ten, do. Would you like to know what it is? Yes. Six, three, eight. It means. No, that's not six. That's not right. No, that's the communicator. Oh, sorry. It (laughs) means leave luck to heaven. Oh. Leave luck to heaven. heaven. Nine, ten. In Japanese. One would assume so. Nintendo means no. Something. It's not as good as mine, is it? No, it's not. Well, it's a coincidence that Leave Lock to Heaven has got nine ten at the beginning. Of Although it. it hasn't actually. It's got Nin ten. Yeah, but and come on, don't <laughs> pick hairs. <laughs> pick hairs. Oh, it, do you pick hairs or do you? <laughs> you do, I suppose, if you're at a German singles night. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Nintendo Gate has meant that I still haven't read out the email I was about to read out. Okay. Okay. This is from Adam. Did we get get any... Closure on Nintendo. Well, we've just had Nintendo comes from Japanese, roughly translated as "Leave luck to heaven." Yeah, we Ni- had that before, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, but oh, they I then continue. Nintendo was originally <laughs> Nintendo was originally a playing card making company formed in 1889, which I suppose is what the if it's about you know leave luck to heaven. It's a game chance, isn't it? Cards. Yeah, but they're not. But that surely leave luck to heaven means that you should not need luck. You you need to do it all on skill and abilities, like Nintendo. Yeah. Is there any luck involved in Nintendo? 
a lot of people are saying Nintendo isn't Nintendo. They're getting quite angry with you, Frank. Mm. <laughs> well, they think I you're won- a fool. I wonder I- if you're doing it on purpose. If you're like a broadcasting <laughs> troll. If you're doing that thing to just wind people up. I wonder if you're like a. Who are you? One of the Billy Goats Groff. <laughs> you're a wind-up merchant. Is that are you? What I believe is now referred to as a trollumnist. As oh, opposed to a columnist. Excellent. Wow. And mm. I'm actually a trombonist. <laughs> Does that count? Well, I saw we a plastic trombone the other day, oh. by the way. Never seen one before. You saw what? A plastic trombone? Plastic trombone. It still sounds like a trombone, but it's plastic. That is That's good. nice, darling. Shall I read this email? Yeah. Yes, please do. Okay, this is from... <laughs> That's nice, darling. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Adam, who spells his name with an E, controversially. Oh. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh, what, like the Dodge cheese? No, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that. Do you think, you know when people say as in, Mm. like I used to know an Andy Rose, R-O-S-E, as in the flower? Oh, yeah. That's his, as in the Dutch cheese. Right. (laughs) That's what he says, Frank. Mm -hmm. So he's called Eda. No, he's not. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, let's just go with it. A-D-E-N. Oh, okay. Can I tell you a story? I had a mate who, uh, he went on a uh, a coach um, tour. I'm sorry to hear that. Of Holland. (laughs) (laughs) And he was on his own. And he was on the coach, I think he was quite drunk, and there was a sign for Edam, and uh, a woman, a, a middle-aged woman, said, Oh, Edam, there's a, <laughs> there's a cheese called uh, Edam. And at that moment, he sort of gave up on humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm not kidding. He came back and he told me this story with genuine, like, uh, as if he'd seen a massacre in the street. And after that, he... He lived on his own. He gave up his... Jo- Honestly, I'm not making this up. He sort of gave up on people oh, forever no. on the strength of that. What a shame. It's, uh, it's, it's, what I sort what of admired. Shame. I admired him in a way that... that it, was, it must have been the straw. It must have been coming. Yes. But honestly... It's a curious, inciting incident, he as, basically they, as t- they say in the movie. He, lived, he moved in on his own and, and turned to drink, and that was, his, that was it, it for him. Like, it could have all been so different if she turned around and said... Edam, you know it's the cheese. Yeah, he'd have been backwards. fine with that. If she'd he said just, the made backwards thing, Edam made backwards. Yeah, well, she. I didn't know that. He despaired of humanity. Is that what Edam means? Edam is no, made. No, there's a place called Edam. Yeah, no, but it's made backwards, isn't it? Edam. You are. <laughs> Look, Edam. No, I get E-D-A-M. it. Edam is made backwards. Yes. It's not really made backwards. I think they make it in the same order as oh, normal cheese. Oh, you two cheese. are remotely irritating. <laughs> I'm not here to talk about dairy-based chronology. <laughs> Anyway, that sounds funny. like you could very much changed, are. Could have changed the course of your friend's life if she'd made that little observation instead. As it, as it was, she said Adam, and um, and that. I don't was know about you, but this conversation is causing me to despair <laughs> of humanity, and I'm about to turn to drink, and you won't see me or hear of me again. Okay, let's do the email. Okay, let's do it. This is from Adam, where mm-hmm. it all started. Yeah. Hi, Frank, Alan, M. My good friends Leanne Tipman and Matt Bevan are getting married this weekend. While Leanne Tipman. Yes. I'd be in a rush to get what? married. I was uh, any name, what? any other name will do. Unbelievable. Whilst most couples, so what will she be then? She'll be called Leanne Bevan. Bevan, that's a good one. Whilst most couples will be spending quality time on their honeymoon, Matt will be having at least one hour away from his new bride. He insists- Can I stop you there? Yes. This thing about quality time on the honeymoon... You is don't it, approve. Is that an innuendo of some mm. kind? Oh, yes, I think you're right. Because I think those days are gone, aren't they? 
Is it a bit uh, humorous birthday card? No, well, I think... Um, no, I think but people, is... you know... Uh, I mean, I don't want to go into details, but people used to wait um, to, oh, until right, marriage yeah. to, really you know, to, to become... <laughs> um, I see what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> and no, they don't wait. I'm not... Oh, these two may have. I'm not commenting on their person. I'm, I'm generalising. <laughs> <laughs> what did your <clears throat> mum call it? Was it the brush or un- living under the brush or something? Li- living over the brush right, was, yeah, that? When, they, when they weren't married, yeah. Oh, OK. Oh. Um... But um, nowadays, I think a lot of people are, are, are already very close before they get married. <laughs> already very and close now. It's like the garden party. <laughs> well, look, it's, it's morning breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> morning breakfast. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's breakfast radio. Are you so. very close now? Well, we, so, were, we were very close before we were married. I'm going to. Well, there oh. you go. <laughs> As um, my son I, with a test. I won't be commenting. But so then, so the, the honeymoon was, you know, yeah, just yeah. It just so you you went where you know on your or went away on your own, etc. Um, <laughs> but now <laughs> on your own, etc. But now it's as though I don't know why people even have honeymoons. I mean, why? <laughs> Well, you've been together a while. I think you should be allowed a time just to get used to the idea you've got married before you take on the the brutal so- the brutal <laughs> reality of a couple holiday, which could, <laughs> is enough to break anyone. Oh, You're right, because right, I've got one next week. People- you also be lovely though, because it's still early days. <laughs> but two or three years in a couple holidays always a tentative uh, You're right, time. In a way, Frank, what people should do is get married and then take separate holidays and just enjoy themselves. That should that be great? So? That would be great. <laughs> And then an you get to have fun, and then you then yeah. you think no because some, uh, go as away. Frank calls it, etc. If you went away for say three months on your own, <laughs> three, months? three months after about it's a separation ten, after about ten weeks, you'd be really missing uh, the other person and get back, and it'd Hopefully, be yeah. brilliant. I don't want to make you feel sick, but I miss them after a night. Oh. Oh, that's oh. absolutely lovely. Oh. Yeah, that's nice. Um, um, anyway, me and Kat started with a honeymoon. We had a honeymoon. That was our first date, basically. We went on holiday. That's amazing. Yeah. And and then, of course, you're so excited about amazing each other. Amazing slash quite forward. I mean, you ended up together. I'm glad you did. <laughs> yes. Come on. It was a little bit forward, I suppose. You fancy going on holiday. I said, I'll take you anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world you want to go, I'll take you. She said, the Lake District. Mm. That's, why, thought, that's is... why you're still with her now. Yeah, exactly. Cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so Um, people still have honeymoons. Yes. So, Matt will be having at least one hour away from his new bride. He insists on having his frank bath time. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's that Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Bath Matt, I call it, yeah. Perfect. (laughs) Where he locks the door. Yep, it is that Matt. And listens to the podcast without interruption. Oh, lovely. Is that just a euphemism, though, like I'm reading the paper? No, I I think that's... This means no toilet breaks for Leanne and no communication at all between the two whilst he listens to the pods. This has caused many an argument and this is still how he plans to spend his honeymoon. Could you please say hi to Leanne and Matt and wish them a happy marriage and do any other readers have odd podcast listening habits? That's from um, Edam. <laughs> well, um, I bet he's very, got very red skin. <laughs> can't go out in the sun. I think that's good. I, as, as you know, I believe that in any couple you should be the guardians of each other's solitude. Oh, yeah. So why not let him have that time? Because yeah. when you have kids, that'll be out the window. So I think it's lovely. How lovely that he listens yeah, but you to the podcast. What about when my boyfriend went to the bathroom and I told him I had abandonment issues? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... He left uh, me. Yeah. I had... Uh, Oh, no, I won't go into that one. <laughs> OK, so, um... No, anyway, we do wish um, 
Leanne and Matt and Matt. Yes. Yeah, Matt. we wish them a very long and happy marriage. Yeah. We and do. I think separation, you know, periods of separation is a good idea. If it's just an hour in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. I've um, I'll tell you I'll tell you after. But <laughs> I've got a I've got a podcast. I'll tell you after. <laughs> Skinner, Dean and Cochran. Together, the Frank Skinner Show. Absolute radio. Oh, we just had visitors. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. Um Yes, I've been arrested. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Not it's not. It's not your time yet. Do your business at the top of the hour. Okay, right? this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cox. All in one breath. Yeah. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. You can text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Excellent. Thank you. Okay, officers, just this way now. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if you could wait till I. That's actually that's hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, oh, what about Princess Anne? I've been waiting oh, all morning to talk no, about she this. She won't be around. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> no, she was a, a woman after the cockerel's own heart this week. I, I feel like this story is very much between the two of us. It's got fashion yes. and thrift. I it really has. I don't know who should bring it up. That's she, what you two should do as a TV cop show called Fashion and Thrift. Yeah, we've um, we've got that idea on many tables in uh, the yeah. corridors of power. Ah. The tables haven't got corridors, but you know what I mean. We would be yeah. a, a very good Rosemary and Time double act. Mm-hmm. The yeah. on it. Sure. So she recycled one of her favourite outfits. It's yeah. definitely what we call an old favourite. Old favourite? 35 she, years ago, Al. I swore it 35 years ago. Respect. Amazing. Mustard coloured coat. Some, yep. cotton, some of the newspapers called it white. It was, white. It it was yellow. white 35 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps, I mean, she could have had it clean. She's left it in the smoking room. That's that, why he's gone there. <laughs> <laughs> so sad to see it. That outfit is older than Nick Grimshaw. Oh, wow. Well, Something. officially. <laughs> um, According to his agent's records. Yeah. Um, That's it. Brilliant, though. That if, if the, the, Probably there's amazing. a paper this week where that outfit and Nick Grimshaw were in the same paper. Yes. And, and that, the outfit is older. Well, what I also liked was that normally, you know, when they're the Mail Online or whatever talking about what a lady's wearing, they'll say she wore a coat by Dolce & Gabbana or by Valentino. Mm. And I'm not going to lie, I had to struggle. These weren't designers I was familiar with. Partly because Susan Small, her boutique closed down in 1958. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is true. So done. So she must have had it for long... <laughs> if she wore it 35 years ago... Yeah. What, I think the, when is that? This designer, well, this is, she wore it. There was a designer who worked for Susan Small, the lady, okay. called uh. Maureen Baker. Oh, yes, of course. I tried to Google her, and Mal the Baker. only person that came up with that name was the chair of the Royal College of GPs. Right. So I don't, I'm not familiar with She's had with plenty of time for a career change. <laughs> yeah. Possibly she has. Anyway, I, I think it was good that she was, I quite like the recycling. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Mm. Brilliant. Well, obviously, it's, you're going to say that, Cole Crawl. It's really good, yeah. I've well, got some jogging bottoms that I uh, I was given, I think, for Christmas in 1994, mm. and I still wear them. Mm. A bit mothy, and, and like the gusset has gone. You know, like they're oh, they're sort of more like MC Hammer pants now. <laughs> I don't think about. <laughs> I still the, the, wear the, them. The departed gusset. I still by <laughs> Emil Zola. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a Matt Damon film. <laughs> Didn't do so well. I haven't got anything that I could wear for best that's as old as that. Well, for a start, I, if I had stuff that was that old, it would be 
you know, from when I was five, it's not going to fit now. I think I've mentioned before, when in the 70s, when I was a, a young man, yes. people wore the same clothes ev- basically yeah. every day. You, used to, you didn't used to say that tall chap. You'd say, you know that chap wears a tan leather jacket? <laughs> uh-huh. That's how you describe people. And it was quite an event if someone came out in a different coat. Oh, new coat! <laughs> uh, but it was, I love it, the idea of someone saying that these days. True. New coats. Look, a phantom. Oh, yeah. He, he had that. New shirt, buttoned had, up. No, never. never. It was same suit, same shirt, wide open, to, almost to the navel, <laughs> with the collars outside. He's a sort of Harry Hill uh-huh. type thing of always wearing oh, the same yeah. clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I respect her. I respect her frugality. And also, she unintentionally is very retro. She looked very on trend. Yeah. Because the 70s look is coming back, you see. Well, I think, I think I've always thought she's quite attractive, Princess Yeah. Anne. Yeah, she's quite up your straws. She's got mm-hmm. um, a, a very full lip. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, she's she has that kind of mouth. Yeah. She's and, kept her figure, Frank. And the look she that she probably would shove you about a bit. Pardon? <laughs> Extraordinary remark. Put some music on. Music, okay. <laughs> Here she comes. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You know the jogging bottoms that I mentioned earlier with the sagging gossets that I've <laughs> had for <laughs> twenty don't years keep old. Remember them. The G I, word. I personally <laughs> have improved man. over that twenty years, but they have not. They've they've declined. They're, they were at their peak, I think late 94 is it like, like the jogging bottoms of dorian gray yeah a bit like that but they've um they've got a little bit moth eaten and i've recently had a, a moth problem where they ate a jumper of mine that was only 18 months old or a year or something do, people, do moths still exist they do of course they still exist but evidently not in royal circles if princess anne can still be wearing a, a jacket that's 35 years old she's how got that, coats older than that how can she- that be yeah, but you know they uh, they're able to see off wildlife without a second thought. <laughs> I shouldn't think moths bother them much. Do you think they've just got permanent staff guarding the clothes? With, I, I like, imagine they've got mothballs, like, old-fashioned yeah. mothballs. Can you still buy those? Yeah, but I've got oh, them yeah. and they don't. They haven't worked. And, and you'll be think... getting the cheap ones from the market. Yeah, that's right. That's Do you why. think she's a person that's never read one of those articles about tidying up where you have to look at your own wardrobe and go, if I haven't worn this in 12 months, it's going in the bin bag for the charity shop? Do you think she gets she it out and goes, you yeah, haven't worn this for 12 months, I'll give it another 20 years? <laughs> well, I was talking uh, to someone recently, uh, a lady, and she said... They're <laughs> <laughs> no, stopping you, is there? She a said lady. to me that it? every year she puts... Well, she started this a few years ago. All the coat hangers in her wardrobe are facing in one direction on the top. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're all Why hooked. Why on earth are you having this conversation with her? They're all hooked the same way. I think we were talking about hooks okay. as right. a substitute for hands. Right. Yeah. And then she was on about how all the... Um, they were all hang the same yes. way. And then every time she wears something that year, oh. she puts it the other way. Oh, and then yeah. at the end of the year, the ones that are still facing the same way, she throws them out. Brutal. Oh. Mm? She doesn't she's, sound like she's got issues. She's not Princess Anne. No. Yeah, she... Uh, well, Although it is a, quite a, a good... good system. Mm. Well, it is a good system, but I can't be keeping clothes for that long, Frank. Or <laughs> <laughs> <Not> a year. <laughs> no, I really can't. But to be fair to Princess Anne, she's worn this uh, coat five times, to mm. our knowledge, and, and in the article I read, it said that the average um, woman wears uh, 
an item that you buy seven times. Right. Oh. So Anne has still got a couple of wares in it. Mm -hmm. I believe it's called cost per wear. Yeah. That's what they call it now. Yeah. Look, Nooker Phantom went into, I think, four <laughs> figures. Stop going about Nooker Phantom all morning. You've talked about him. <laughs> no one knows who he is. Well, and he's it. all we're talking about. I'm on amazed the show. we haven't been inundated with text <laughs> saying, I remember Nooker Phantom. Do you remember that time? But no. <laughs> I don't know what's. Perhaps it's not working. It's a computer problem. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Um, can I talk about what I did this week? Because you mixed with the Archbishop of Canterbury. Mm. You bought a new sat-nav, I believe, Alan. I did, yeah. Pretty and I went backstage at Take That's gig. Really? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's uncanny. Yeah. Uh, Is that what it was like? I was guest of Gary Barlow. We had passes with FF. Well, I didn't know what that what? meant. I thought it was Florence and Fred at Tesco. <laughs> Let me, let's see if we can work it out. <laughs> F and friend, F, it said. Friend, F and F. Yeah. F friend and... Foe. No. Oh. <laughs> friend and fellow tax Fra dodger. Well, yours... <laughs> How dare you? Sorry about that. These are my friends, these people now. Well, I wish they would be. Is Frank and friend, yours could have been. So we went force. backstage... What is F and F, then? I think it was friends and family. Oh. Of course. Yeah, okay. But you know what's interesting? Because the, the, it is a middle-aged crowd. There's no getting away from it. I did fit in. Everyone's in their 40s. So he doesn't do Gary. He doesn't do um, Hello Wembley, partly because it's not at Wembley. It's at the O2. But he doesn't do the big Hello London thing. Do does you know he what do, he says? Does he do when you're having a good time? No, can I tell you what he does? No, he says, thanks for coming. I mean, once you've paid the parking and the babysitter, <laughs> it's a really expensive night out. <laughs> And I really appreciate it. <laughs> I love that. That's wow. good. I, I like really that. liked it. He that was is honest. interesting. Yeah, it yeah. was like seeing you live on stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does sound like me. <laughs> anyway, so we go backstage. <laughs> That's good. That though. I loved it. We go backstage, and first we get taken to a bar. I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit disappointed. I mean, it's a decent level of celebrity. We're talking Mark Durden Smith, Greg Rudetsky. Mm. It's okay. Yes. But there's no Barlow there. I'm thinking, you know what, it is what it is, as great people often say. <laughs> so, suddenly, a steward comes through in a high-vis jacket. He says to me and my boyfriend, could you come with me, please? I was so embarrassed. Oh, I think Mark Durden-Smith thought we were being kicked out. I mm. thought we were being kicked out. We get led into another area and paid for our parking. Was it the right <laughs> We get led through. There's a woman there in a better quality high-vis. Oh, good. She says, go through there. She points to a wardrobe. It's a mahogany, ornate wardrobe. I couldn't believe it, Frank. This you is have to go through the there. Yes, go through the wardrobe. I said, what do Narnia. you mean? She said, go through that wardrobe. You haven't mixed up Gary Barlow with Mr Tintless. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she points to the wardrobe. She went, push it, push it. It's all right, salt and pepper. Yeah. I pushed it. I walked through. Gary's standing there on the other side. I couldn't believe it. In all his regalia. In a wardrobe? <laughs> no, the wardrobe was the door, the portal. It was a fake through, wardrobe. Yeah, fake wardrobe. A whole new world. Through to Gary's special <laughs> F&F area, as oh. it were. Reclose my wardrobe! <laughs> Brilliant. I think it might have started with George Michael. Who knows? But mm. someone decided that was a good thing to have backstage. It's very clever. And did he it's say a, it's a good idea. before some of the plebs so, get in? Well, like, I was so excited. Yeah, it was very right. starstruck. Apparently, he's removed the back for good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> remove the back. <laughs> remove the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, 
Oh, you would have got on, you know, his material. Well, there's room for him now in a wardrobe. There's only three of them left, isn't Only there? three to take that. There's and probably then his room daughter, in the car, home, charming, actually. always getting with the children. Yes, yeah. then they'll love you. Yeah, I got on with the children. She liked Frozen. I said to Gary before he went on stage, I said, oh, are you going to sing Frozen? You're going to sing Let It Go? Him, no, no, I won't do that one tonight. <laughs> right. Chris Evans was backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Halliwell. Wow. I sat next. We sat next to Jerry Halliwell. Frank. Are you sure it wasn't <laughs> the Tardis? <you're> <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the S Club juniors. I love Jerry Halliwell. She's great. Do you know what? She looked good. I won't lie. She saved us from an embarrassing incident with Miley in class as well. I think more of this. <laughs> yeah. Soon. Skinner, Dean, and Cochrane together. The Frank Skinner Show. We've had a lot of texts and emails. Oh, we have. What about Gary Barlow? No, we'll come back to that. Although seven six zero Emily's Mylene class cliffhanger. Yeah, I would call it. Yeah. Two eight five. Hi, Frank and team. I was an apprentice stitcher runner for Maureen Baker in the early eighties. Wow. Oh, Maureen Baker, who made the yellow coat. Yeah, mm-hmm. Princess Anne's outfits were regularly revamped in Maureen's workroom, is based in oh. buildings off Oxford Street. Brilliant. Imagine what that was like. Well, you could always get parking space then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. I tell you what, that tells its own tale. They were being revamped, so maybe she hasn't kept the figure. Perhaps it's just stuff's been altered oh. each time. Each time it gets uh, away. There's around. always somebody wants to sneer. I wasn't <laughs> sneering. I was just, you know, joining the dots as they Top say. Top sneer. You should be presenting. <laughs> <laughs> What's also... the name of Maureen's old uh, stitch person? Uh, she's it? called Ginny. Oh, dear God, can you imagine? I bet she's got some tails. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, also... like, those tail coat things. <laughs> yeah. Also, Ginny, appropriate someone working for the royal family. <laughs> 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 Very good. Oh. Uh, we've also had, uh, I think, a, a slightly chastising of you, uh, email, Frank, oh. entitled Recognised by Kurt, in regards <laughs> to... Of course. In regards to changing coats and clothes, some people do still wear the same clothes for ages. I think you forget that you are part of the wealthy few now. No, I the... believe me, I haven't forgotten that. <laughs> <laughs> He's a slum landlord. Yeah. No, I, I perhaps I, I think that I think um, that the working classes mm. uh, are. In which ri- you're one, in fairness. Yeah, but are richer now than when I was um, when I was doing it full time. Yeah. Yeah. And also, but know. I'm sure that yes, they don't have a whole. I always imagine that the I rise of things like Primark and well, stuff. Well, that I was about to say. I've been to supermarkets, and clothes are no longer prohibitively expensive. I refuse no, to. Disp- but, I mean, disposable fashion. I have to say, it exactly. wasn't that we were completely flat broke necessarily, but that it was. It was more important to spend the money on drink. Yes, mm. I used to honestly. I would look at a T-shirt and think, "Oh, how much is that? What?" 13 points forget about it <laughs> i honestly did that but anyway of course i am aware of the fact that i am um, blessed in that respect and uh, mm-hmm. i also still wear the same clothes quite a lot regardless mm-hmm. because yes. i don't i i think you, you get emotionally attached yeah uh, we've also had uh, having heard the barlow stories emily's boyfriend a lion <laughs> um oh because nice. of the lion that he went does, through doesn't the that mean you're a witch yeah. oh yeah Tell me something oh, I don't know. Oh. I did not realise that. I thought it was. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Is there no, room, room on do. the broom for a, for a dog like me? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, Frank. So your mind class moments. Oh yeah. Tell so us. we leave the wardrobe. We leave mm. the closet, and we come out. 
appropriately. Mm-hmm. And the, there's more high-vis. Gary lays on loads of high-vis stewards for you to see you to your seat, which is lovely. Frank's mm. actually looking at telly. He's lost interest No, I'm in absolutely listening to you. Because, you dark, because I got La- Gary first-class entrance, and mm-hmm. that was a VIP experience like no other. Yeah. Money so couldn't good. buy that. Um... So we get through I mean, to our fairness, seats. The, the remaining members of Take That are keeping more of their money than the tax <laughs> people would particularly enjoy, I think. But that's fine. Let's this is going to be really awkward when I go around for Sunday lunch to the Barlows. They would have heard this. Look, it's yeah. like a right off he says, he says, I really like you, but when uh, the cockerel was doing that tax stuff, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mark that's got a problem with it. No, so it's all three. Anyway. Sat in the seats. Everything's fine. Jerry's next to us. That's quite exciting. Jerry on our left. Yeah. Then, um... Jerry on our left sounds like an old war reminiscence. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a suede, very short skirt, Frank. Has she? You Brilliant. missed out. G- can I That's say good, superb legs? Superb legs. I'm allowed to say that, aren't I? Yes, yeah. certainly. Uh, Mylene Class. Very done up to the nines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, an attractive woman, though. Mm-hmm. She walks through, comes and sits, uh, comes and shuffles through. You know when they shuffle through the latecomers? They're mm. all in the middle of prey, take that. The timing was a bit off. Mm. She comes through, sorry, sorry, stands in front of our seats, looks at her ticket. We just didn't budge. She walks back. She talks to her friend. She looks at our seats again. She starts talking to Jerry, pointing at us. I said, are we sitting in her seats? My boyfriend said, I don't know. <laughs> I said, well, why don't you look at the ticket? He said, oh, I'll be fine carried on looking at the gig so cl- I don't know I had a feeling we were maybe sitting in her seat mm. um, it might have been just hearsay oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean come on but you know why I love Jerry now because she saved it she sorted it out she budged up some S Club Juniors and a Molly from the Saturdays <laughs> and it was all fine I honestly thought the yeah. S Club Juniors thing was you joking no, they were there <laughs> oh she found her seat excellent oh that's okay. great yeah see she's um not only has she had a su- very successful career in music, Jerry, mm-hmm. but she can she can osher if she that's has to. Good. Yes, good she to did. have that to fall back on, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, God, to be be glad. But uh, did all the ushering at her own wedding, apparently. Brilliant. Res- respect to Mondo, as they used to say. I'm worried about this person who's wearing the same clothes. I feel they're angry with me. It's fine. I told you not to read out the negative stuff. We had the bloke last week who I said I was cliquey. Was, I thought that was positive. He <laughs> said I oh, was cliquey. <laughs> <laughs> these, these people, they hate me. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We uh, we should really talk about um, little Blanket Jackson, Michael Jackson's child. Was that the one that was dangled off the balcony? Was that Blanky? Yes, that was Blanky. Blanky, yeah. Was uh, dangled. Now I thought, and I think I'm right in saying this, but I thought Blanket was his nickname. I thought his name was yeah. Prince Michael Jackson, actually. Is that what he's called? I think yes. it's something like You're Prince correct. Michael Jackson. What about Jermaine? Do you remember Jermaine had got a son called Jermajesty? That's right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Top notch. It's oh. very good, that, isn't it? Excellent. Um, and, uh, as you know, my children are called uh, Al- Alan Amak and, uh, and Alan Aminium. <laughs> very they're, they're good. They're my kids, yeah. Oh. Um, but uh, Blanket apparently doesn't like being called Blanket anymore, so he's changing it to... Um, Difficult teenagers. Biggie. Why has he gone for Biggie? Biggie, I'm not sure. It's... Uh, Should have gone for Martin or Stephen. Yeah. Fred. Fred Jackson. You know, Sean. Could have gone for anything, like, a bit yeah. run-of-the-mill. 
but he's gone for Biggie. He's just going to get bullied for Biggie now, isn't he? It's out of the frying pan into the fire. So did he get bullied for Blanky? Yes, yeah, I believe he did. he did, yeah. Can you believe that someone who is the son of Michael Jackson is being bullied because of their name, not because they're of their dad and all the... Yeah. Not really. What's yeah. happened to bullying? It's really <laughs> gone down the neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not In my crazy. day, we'd have been reading from his biography and, and making true, sniping yeah. remarks. That would have been fun, mm. yeah, it? Such all... fun. Yeah. Well, I don't know why he's, he sounds to me like he's, he's a bit of a wet blanket. <laughs> <laughs> it was only a matter of time, wasn't it? It was only a matter of time. Uh, I'm surprised he's being bullied over that, though, because let's be honest, the unusual name is becoming more commonplace now. It is, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, no offence, Alan, but you're more likely to get teased if you were a child called Alan. Um, Just because it's a regular name. I, well, yeah. Frank, I you suppose. look really tense. Yeah, I mean, my, um,. My my name was the least of my worries. I was in a an, an English school with a Scottish accent, oh. and uh, and yeah, I had other stuff going on. I was I was like a veritable feast for the school bully. Mm. Mm. I was bullied um, for having a beetle haircut. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true. They used to call me Beetle and basically uh, shove me about. Oh, as in the band, or as yeah. in the... Well, the Beatles were very. Yeah, popular. I didn't have I didn't have it combed into antennae. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd like to, you know, a beautiful friend. I imagine you with some Woodlouse comb-over. <laughs> no, it was... was uh, thinking. No, that was it. So they used to call me Beetle and basically, uh, Oh. Yeah. Oh. Do you know what? I would have befriended you. Would Thank I? You. Hell, I would have hung out with a popular crew. I wouldn't have gone next to the girl who had a skirt written off, <laughs> ripped off by a dog. <laughs> Terrible. But a blanket is not such a bad, uh... Well, it's not a bad Tell thing, you what, I'd have a blanket over a biggie any day. Yeah, me yeah. too. I, well, I have done. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I think it's an OK... Um, I mean, Hilary Duvet. She, uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she never moans. <laughs> she, she never complains. I don't know what the fuss is about. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Uh, we've had a text from uh, uh, our regular punner, Ian Angel, has texted Frank. I thought Angel it was a blanket Angel. ban on bullying. A I think blanket it's Angel. ban, very good. Mm. Um, we also had an email that I'd like to bring to your attention. Good morning, team. As a regular podcast listener, I've never fully appreciated the skillful editing until I listened to the show live today and heard the Rita Ora Katie Hopkins joke. Keep up the work. <laughs> <laughs> that is harsh. Ouch. Well, um, yes, it, it it didn't go as well as I'd hoped, but believe you me, it'll be in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't we don't actually edit it um, on on grounds of joke failure. No, I think it's all right to have that in. Well, mm. I mean, we can't do that in case we end up one week having to put out a two and a half minute podcast. Well, exactly. <laughs> I, think the, I think the Rita Aura thing was a work of beauty. Yeah, well, our aura. Um, oh, don't do it again, Frank. <laughs> again. I mean, this was one segment of the show that we got over and we've moved on, and the show's improved as a result of us. I think what it reminded me it. of the feeling when the when when it, when it happened. I, I was I when went, it happened. I went to the uh, the Caledonian <laughs> Road Festival in um, in North London. Oh, you um, get around, don't you? Oh, yeah. And I Big bought um, oh, cat um, cat sister bought my son Boz a, uh, a a balloon, a Mickey Mouse balloon. Mm -hmm. Six quid. <laughs> That's a price. I, I know. You're doing well, though. And um, 
I um, she's doing well for herself. I didn't I didn't fasten it um, correctly, oh, and no. uh, I put it on the ring. I said, "There you are," and it just like floated away. And the crying. feeling, the feeling I had when I watched Mickey Mouse going over, just over a roof mm. into the distance, right high, high, was how I felt just after the Rita Ora, R Ora Borealis elevated. That I no, that I'd released. <laughs> Something which had, uh, <laughs> should have been maybe kept on a tight string. Oh, yeah. There you have it. I think but, that's but a reasonable it's, analogy. Still, still going to be in the podcast. Yeah, why not? There'll be someone at home who appreciates it. Someone podcast said, is going to be in your obituary. Didn't you say to me recently that you had a friend who, um, who liked my uh, George Gershwin yawning joke? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I did that three times live, got nothing. <laughs> For those of you who are wondering... <laughs> There it goes again. That just made me yawn. Yeah. Catching on. <laughs> Why have you made us do that again? I don't know. It still didn't go that well. Anyway. <laughs> it's never going to go well. Try it again next week. <laughs> and um, <laughs> thank you very much for listening this morning. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Yes, it was a strange show. I don't care. Get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Salute Radio.